Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. This is an out of manliness. 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 Welcome to the mouth of manliness. Um so this is a, a a special episode, really, because uh, we've just done um, thirty-two episodes in this season, all done through lockdown. Um, yeah, we're still in lockdown, and it's been a bit of a wild ride, really. It's been an amazing, amazing what six months, more, more, and um, so I wanted to do a kind of uh, like a bit of a roundup episode. Um, and to say thank you for everyone for listening because like, we've had a lot of listeners and it's been amazing. Um, and I wanted to also introduce you to, um, you might have noticed uh, in the podcast quite often I um, say thank you to my producer, um, Wergy. Oh, that's not how it's said. Um, and he's here today. He's been producing all the podcasts. All right, Warren. Hello, mate. You all right? What's going yeah. on? <laughs> it's a hard, a hard, uh, a hard G and R. I think Wargie, like, like Wargie, Wargie, yeah, yeah, Wargie. <laughs> I like Wargie because it's kind of yeah. like it's kind of like, mate. Quite call cute, me what you like. It? I don't care. It's not a problem. <laughs> so yeah, uh, Wargie or Warren. Warren, um, yeah, that's just my name, eh? Uh, yeah, yeah. Anyway, Warren's been doing. Uh, it's been produced producing this whole season. The whole season that you've been listening to, Warren has produced and he's done an amazing job. And he obviously he's heard the whole whole fucking season. Um, <laughs> and thank God he did because he stepped into the breach when I needed help. When uh, Brad Brad went his own way. Um, and I will say for people who have listened to the first season, I'm still in touch with Brad. We're still friends. <laughs> uh, it was his birthday today, and I wished him happy birthday. Oh, so yeah, we, we're still good. Um, but yeah, Warren's um, Warren's come along as the guest today, and um, 
we're going to have a bit of a chat with him, really. So, tell me. So, I think we should start off with really. Like, how did we? How did we become friends? Because it weren't that long ago. It wasn't that long ago. No, I mean, I think like I I moved to Leon C a little while ago, and I was sort of like finding my feet with like friendships and stuff and making podcasts for like loads of various different people and companies and that and I started following Mouth of Manliness um, and then obviously the BBC thing happened with you you two and I saw that like it was it sort of said Essex and then Leon I saw Brad was in Leon C and he was around the corner and um, being at the time I was really busy with making podcasts and stuff I got a job come up where I had to be in three places at once and like the usual guys that I work with in town audio animals shout out them boys um they uh they used to like cover me and then this other guy josh and he was busy doing another job for me and i was stuck and this one job was for uh robbie williams and ada williams mm-hmm. and um which was great right yeah, and, I, and it was yeah, the first yeah. episode of a series it's ada williams's podcast called postcards from the edge and robbie would like to chip in now and again and the guests on that were Alan Carr and his husband. Yeah. And um, I couldn't make it. And I was I was so into this other job I was doing. And it was like, we were nattering like, on on, um, on Instagram, me, Brad and yourself and yeah. stuff. And then I was like, right, my math man, this sounds pretty good. Um, Brad, do you, do you fancy getting in a car and driving to Robbie Williams' house and kind of record a podcast for me? And uh, he did. And he did a sterling job. And it wasn't an easy job. Because there was like, I think there was like six people in the room when there was meant to be free. Yeah. There was like producers. In, it was like a bit of a mess like to record and sync. And bless him, he, he nailed it, right? So um, we, we become pals. And um, and then, yeah, he we, we had a few drinks in Leon C. Did you know Brad before? I thought you Do you know what? So, so I, knew him, I knew him through like music and music videos and stuff, like the work I did with Pip and like... Yeah. Some of the boys down in South End, like he knows quite a lot of the lads I used to make music with. Um, I think we'd been at some of the same gigs and stuff. Like I think he'd seen my bands and stuff and yeah. something like that. Because yeah. I'm pretty sure because kind of he's a big lad, Brad. You don't miss him, yeah, do you? Yeah. Do you know what I mean? So it was he. Um, so yeah, we did. We had sort of like a history of like music videos and people we knew in common. Like yeah. I think more so. Like we knew a lot of the same people. Yeah. Um, and yeah, like we just clicked immediately. I had a few beers and had some really deep open chats that I was going through some sort of shit at the time with um, my girlfriend and, and loads of other bits and bobs and and it was just you know like honest pub chat really. But we yeah. become friends. Yeah, yeah. And then like and then I think through that you and I started nattering and then. Brad decided to stop doing a podcast anymore and I think because we were sort of chatting it was quite natural to, yeah. to, to, to you got in touch with me and was like do you I, know what I mean like, yeah, yeah I remember you you, sat, you you like like some of my artwork and mm. then you said oh I'm working yeah, that's on right. something can you do a that's bit of right. artwork for me that's and exactly then we it. had a bit of a back and forth about doing yeah. that and you did like so you gave me this amazing bit of art for this this record that was going to be my solo album I made in Leon C yeah. turned out it ended up being bits and bobs of all sorts of other stuff yeah. with me as it always is I like I'm more of a collaborator yeah. in, in many respects but um yeah, that's right. And you, I've, I mean, I've got, I've got like four bits of art, I think, roughly from yeah, you now. I've given but, you, a few. <laughs> you have, yeah. <laughs> I think uh, no. Uh, I, I remember like uh, you posting a picture of guitars, and I was like, yeah, oh, that's nice. And then, then you were like, then we started talking about guitars. Yeah, we did. Yeah, and then we went like 
And then you said, oh, do you want to, like, jam? Because, like... Yeah, that's it, I'm yeah. I'm kind of out here on my own, and, like, yeah. do you want to, like, get together? Yeah, because actually, at the time, I remember saying to Brad, like, we should just get in a room and, like, yeah. make some fucking noise. Like, because I didn't... I mean, as much as I knew people around there for making tunes and that, I didn't actually make any much, really. It's oddly since I fucking... I was still making a Broken Bricks album, actually, so we were still on the finishing mix-downs of that, but yeah. other than that, like I wasn't I wasn't actually making um, making anything new, per se. So it was interesting, man, like, other than like what was going to be a solo record, but there. Yeah. Know. Yeah, no, I remember it well. And I, I remember like it's just both kind of like infusing about guitars. Yeah, like, we were. Over, like Instagram. And then, um, and then, yeah, one evening I came over to Southend... Uh, to see, yeah, to meet Warren, and um, that's right. And like, put, I'll just say that like, we'd never met before. Yeah, yeah. And like, we had a few friends in common and that kind of thing. And at the time, I'm thinking, this is like Warren who produced Pip's album. Mm. Uh, you've toured, yeah, like over a lot of <laughs> the world. Yeah, uh, yeah. like because Warren used to play guitar for when Scooby's Pip used to do uh, when he was. Doing solo. music, yeah, yeah. when he went solo, Warren like helped make the songs, produce the songs, and then went out and played the songs. Yeah, yeah. so I'm like, fucking, how cool is this, man? Like, <laughs> how cool is this? I'm going to go and like, play some guitar for a proper musician, and then uh, so then, but then <laughs> my nerves, up. my nerves of uh, like thinking, because I'm always like, can I? Am I good enough? You know, and uh, my nerves completely went out the window. Um, we went to the pub, like, because I got there a bit early and we had something to eat. Yeah. And then within five minutes of sitting in the pub, like, we were just having the most, like, yeah. you were telling me everything. Yeah. And I'm telling you everything. Yeah. And, like, it was like, it just felt really good because, like, I just think that's how people should be. Yeah, I do. And, like, yeah, do. you were really open and honest about things. So instantly I'm like, yeah, I like this guy. This is good. Mm. Like, I, I've got time for him. Um, and then we went back to your your flat, and then you found out that you'd locked the keys in. <laughs> yeah, I left them indoors. Yeah, didn't I? yeah, yeah. Fucking hell! Oh, which which yeah. And we so the pre prefix is yeah. We booked a studio room. Yeah, yeah. like Sam down at um, down in Southend, uh, Morley's Morley's Studios, and he was down there. And um, booked a room for like, I don't know, four or five hours to like just play guitar, really, <laughs> yeah, wouldn't yeah. it? Just to see what we come up with. Because yeah. we've got slightly different styles of playing guitar, and it was like, yeah, yeah let's not fuck about. And um, <laughs> I got back and was like, fuck, my keys are indoors. And I remember having like, oh, it was just hours so of like panic. stressed out. And, then I, and he was there, and I got, we ended up getting, I ended up going on, on my phone and finding what appeared to me as the two dodgiest geezers ever to like be locksmiths these two guys in like matching um, red shell suits almost yeah. like these two lads um, like um, bowled over pulled up in a shitty pulled up Fiesta. in a really shitty car <laughs> yeah. were really like like odd and then yeah. opened the door and I was like right okay this is fucking weird and like I, I knew because I'd, I'd locked myself out a little while beforehand. And this is the thing about like sometimes my mindfulness is like all over the gaff, yeah. and it's it's just a perfect example of me worrying about other shit instead of actually doing my day. Standard me at times, yeah. and um and uh yeah man, lock, we locked and we was there for like a good couple of hours. Yeah, we went to the studio and did like hour and a half, two hours after. Yeah. 
and I, we decided that we were going to be called Locked Out at that yeah, point yeah, yeah, because yeah. it was like yeah. fucking hell. It was well funny. I mean, we had a really big, deep, and meaningful. Yeah, yeah. And like, I am that person to be fair. Like, I'm very like open with. I'm open with both listening and telling. Like, I'm. I don't. I don't particularly believe in sort of holding back with that shit. Sometimes that can be. Um, it can be uh, taken in other ways, right? But yeah. as being needy or what have you. But I've got my own my own sort of thoughts on it and whatever. But we had this, and I was like, yeah, I like him, man. Like we hadn't actually sat down and had like a proper <laughs> chat. And I was like really looking forward to just fucking about with noise yeah, yeah. in a room because like my songwriting partner Lee, who's in Broken Bricks and was in the punk band Bricks, I was in. Yeah. Like he he moved to Jersey. Buddy Peace, who I was in War and Peace with, and like B Dolan's band, like he's he's in Margate. You know yeah, what I mean? It's yeah. a bit like all my immediate guys that I make all my music career's been with weren't there, and I was just excited to get in a fucking room again. And lo and behold, like lo and behold, fucking, it's me. I delayed it by like three hours by like locking myself in the fucking. It was funny though. Like, it was when funny. We got into the room and uh, like Warren started playing, and Warren's uh, uh, the most. Um, I used to wear frantic um, <laughs> because like his play why Warren plays is really fast and a hundred things at once and it's really hard to kind of like for, <laughs> yeah. for another player to watch you and then pick yeah. you up yeah. but then you I was like know, no 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 no, I'm going to pull something out here and like, it, just, it kind of worked didn't it we did yeah, like massively. one tune and it was like yeah, yeah. it sounded like Fugazi yeah exactly that and yeah. then it went into like this kind of like you know like the lighter moments of Queens yeah. of the Stone Age and and it was like oh, yeah, it was oh Tom we've got to sing and this works like it was just nice to yeah, kind of know that like we went away feeling good about it and we'd uh, like managed to mm. play together which if anyone makes music, like playing with someone else is the best thing in the it world. It just is, man. Yeah, like it's for me. Like I started in a band in Greys uh, called I Shouted Gun, which is how I met Pip. So we played gigs in Southend, and um, so it, Pip used to do these little um, DJ slots where he play like proper random shit, loads of jazz and like. William Shatner songs when he like did that Common People cover and all that and like he used to play all that sort of shit but then he was doing his spoken word like and I I was not championing but I was like give me a shitload of CDs and when we play London I'll just give them out to people and that's what we did right and we we, there's a a video on YouTube no three videos on YouTube of Pip and I shouted gun playing together yeah yeah they're good and and they are cool man and then from there we was going to do something and then Dan and Pip got signed but like that was I've always been in bands like I'm very I write on my own yeah and um, more so now I'm a producer on my own but then collaboration's everything for me because like I know I can do I can play bass drums and guitar and keys and blah 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 but it's there's no fun in it like Uh, I mean there is like but I'm not that I'm a a songwriter as well do you know what I mean so it's like you need another element and it's exciting and like when you yeah you feed off one another like and the the honesty between like say Lee and I of like turning round and going that's shit you can do better and not getting the ump that someone's called you shit it's because they've got love and trust in you and they go yeah of course it's saying that it's, it's a beautiful about, dynamic. I fucking I, love it. It's a really weird one because I've talked about this quite a lot over yeah. the years uh, on podcasts about how like um, like bands like very rarely will tell anyone that each other they're good. Yeah, or they'll go that was good. Yeah, like, I've played in bands since what, well, what thirty years. Yeah, and like no one ever like it's very rare anyone goes that's good. That's great. <laughs> it's just yeah. like yeah, that works. 
and on. Yeah. You know, like yeah, I don't, yeah, if yeah. I say if I say you're good, then like, somehow I'm saying I'm not. Yeah. And I like, think I, that's ego, though. Yeah, and ones, I refuse to, to do that. I won't do yeah. that. I'll be like, I'll fucking hell, you're really like that's amazing. I think that's it's a. It's a classic thing of like when you used to be in sort of a scene, like when we got, when I even in, in Grays and we started when I was like 17 or whatever. And like my parents were sort of from East London. I went to school in East London, then they moved here, and then I continued my education in like Barking. And then, and then I, went, I worked in Lakeside, and everyone worked in fucking Lakeside. Yeah. So we all met each other. And then I moved straight back to East London when I was about 21. Yeah. Which is where like my life changed again because you meet, you meet people. But, all I remember is being in bands from around here that nobody liked one another <laughs> everyone there was never a sense of community it was only when you went to like London then you realise that there was all the pretentious wankers yeah. and then there was the other bands and the other bands tend to be like mate you're banned of the bollocks because yeah, yeah. they're all like satellite town bands that go to London to get attention yeah. and it's like we made loads of friends like we did like loads of little shows in like we went to like um, there was this guy that I met who was the booking agent for uh, his name was Pierce, and he was he was like booking agent and really good friends with Kate Nash, and on, and then and it's in Harrow, and, and there was this pub I can't remember the fucking name of it in Harrow she on the was Hill. Going out with um, Jarman, wasn't that's he? That's it, yeah. The geezer from the Cribs, that's yeah, right. I like the Cribs. And we 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 became friends with a couple of bands up there, and like and then they'd come down and we'd play in South End, like we played Chinnery's loads and fucking. And it was all just like like that was a sense of community. It's funny, but bands are, like when they're local, everyone's just really fucking jealous of one another as kids, aren't they? It's funny. Then you grow up and it changes, man. Look, Warren's like I'm like ten years older than you, yeah, <laughs> so right. I was doing pretty much the same you thing was, yeah. ten years before. Yeah. And yeah. when I was coming up and we were trying to make it in music, we had like a, there was a little community of bands, mm. uh, all from like Farrock, and. We did. There was massive competition. You yeah. know, like everyone was like, "No, like we're better," and yeah. everyone's like, "Wants to drop their next bit of big news." Yeah, we're playing with. It's was it was always we're playing with the biggest band in the yeah, enemy yeah, that week. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, we're supporting <laughs> Bennett at the Army and Navy. Yeah, fucking. Everyone was playing with the Libertines when when I, when I was in bands, and then Natasha, who I've had the, Natasha Fox, who's on Pip's album, and Buddy and I have worked with her on numerous things with War and Peace. Um, her and her other other half um, Daryl Tattoo who's an amazing guitarist yeah, really they good. was in a band called The Sam I Am and then yeah. Future Ages and like we played with them a few times and I was always like I've always loved female singers anyway I was enamoured by her because she's got an amazing voice Daryl was like um, thingy Omar Rodriguez out of At The Driving yeah, 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 and yeah, I was yeah, like yeah, fucking yeah. hell they're good and like they, and it, the and, drummer and, used to be in my band yeah that's right Toby yeah Toby to yeah, yeah so Toby taught my first ever drummer, Mark Hurrell, when oh, I shouted really? gun to play drums. Yeah, He taught my nephew how to play drums. Yeah, nice. Well. They, I can't remember whether it was Sam I Am or Future Ages. I think it was Sam I Am, but they actually played with the Libertines at Chinnery. Oh, they did, did <laughs> yeah. they? Oh, yeah. no, no, it was... No, it was Libertines, I think. Or... Oh, no. Fucking up Baby Shambles. That's what they played. Ah, uh, okay. I that, remember that's the timing of it. I remember, like, our They were friend, well good, man. Our friend Stu Whiffin, he put on a night uh, at South End at the Royal Hotel, and I went up yeah. there... I was probably at it, mate. He I used to go were. to their shows up there. It's yeah. a pretty great place, actually. And he put Sam first gig I we ever played, played upstairs. Was it first first gig I ever played? Uh, yeah. Um, after that was actually as, as oh what other band was it? It was I shouted gun, but I'd moved to London that way. So I, I left I, it and then come back, and it was the first one I come back, and that was where loads of other shit started happening. I wish I'd have gone there a little bit earlier because yeah. we would have gone there and the horrors would have been... Yeah, Because the horrors course. used to do a club night there. Yeah, they did, yeah. And I fucking love the horrors. They're one yeah, like, man. like proper... 
Yeah, really one of the best guys, bands actually. that's like one of the best bands that sort of progressively changed and got amazing. Yeah, I really, really like the guitar player. Uh, one time I was, yeah, I, I went to see my bloody Valentine, and I, I love Kevin Shields. Yeah, uh, and um, and I was standing upstairs at a bar, and then Josh and Reese mm. came along, and I was like, like they're. Mm. Reese used to go to the brush a lot, so yeah. and I, I used to live yeah, in a yeah. brush. So I was like, oh, fucking hell, how you doing, man? And then I was like, Josh, yeah. tell me about your guitar. And then, uh, yeah. so then that time, then then like, they went. Um, yeah. And then uh, then I went to see Wade, I think, yeah. uh, and they supported. Yeah. This was after they got bigger, which was weird. Yeah, yeah. And it was uh, like a, a Hammersmith Apollo. And then I saw Josh yeah. uh, upstairs in the same place again. I went over and I said, hey, dude, man, we met before, you know? like." Yeah. And then I was, then he's like, plays offset guitars like I do. Yeah, yeah, and then yeah, we yeah. started talking about guitars. And then like, then my the mate champion I'd gone with, he looked a bit like he was on his own. <laughs> so I went, I was like, oh, I better go, man. My, yeah. my mate's over there. And Josh was like, I don't, I don't go. What's your name? Yeah, yes. <laughs> he was all on his own. How was he? <laughs> I'm like, I'm oh, sorry, mate. I'm going to have to go. He's got to go. He's sat yeah. Todd, yeah. He did slack off guitar simps and put me off. But either yeah, way, yeah, I think yeah. I, I really love Horace. Yeah, but, mate. Uh, Great band. Yeah, so I saw, I said, um, sorry, I Sam saw I Sam I Am there. And um, and I I'd kind of followed what Toby was doing a little bit. Yeah. And uh, and like they were electric on stage, like the bass players kind of like yeah, Mark who yeah, ended up playing for Florence, playing Florence, isn't he? Right, yeah. yeah. Um, and then like obviously I was thinking fucking devils. He had a mullet, yeah, but amazing. he looked cool as yeah, shit. Yeah, it was cool as fuck. Though. And then I'm like, I'm going, oh, what pedals is he using? <laughs> uh, and then, but I think at the time they were a bit, um, they were a bit like. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was, it was, it was because that, of this, that scene style. Yeah, was yeah. like yeah, yeah, yeah. It's sort of, but she's always had this like she always had this really strong vocal though. Yeah, and I didn't really like, see it then, but I've yeah. I've seen it since like checking oh, out God, stuff yeah, you man. do. <sighs> she's like yeah, yeah. I've I've definitely seen it. I since. feel like it's it's funny though, isn't it? Because like I've since sort of reacquainted with Daryl to do a project, and um, like we've been we've been working on some stuff with, yeah. with this other band that. It's just like it's really interesting. Do you know what I mean? It's like because I'm. It's it's funny how you end up gravitating to people eventually in life. Do you know what yeah, I mean? It's, it's really, like, yeah, yeah. and I think I, I used to really, um, I used to discount where I because I, I was from East London and my family were from Bethnal Green and everything, and I discounted when they when we moved here. I was like, this ain't where I'm from. As a yeah, teenager, yeah, yeah. I wanted to be like cool East London band, you know. Yeah. And it was just a load of bollocks, really, because you, it's 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 where you. It's where you sort of get your um, get your scruples from, isn't it? And it's it's funny that I'm f- I find a lot more value in that since leaving London and coming back around here. And yeah, there's there's a lot there's a lot more um, there's a lot more love to be found. Do you know what I mean? I, like yeah, for I it, get and the there's still a bit of that with you. What's that? What with uh, like um, you know that uh, I, I feel some uh, like you know. Do you know, like, do you know what it is? It's people. Right, it's cool. p- it's people. Like I, I get my biggest. It's probably my biggest like negative, <laughs> uh, in a way, is that I I see good in a lot of people, right? But then when people moan about shit that they can't fix, and I've been guilty of it recently, right, in my life, and it's the first time, and it's because you, you don't you don't sort of see straight and you block. 
yeah, what your, you cap- your capabilities yeah. in life. Yeah. And I like, I sort of turned and it just, there's, there's, a, there's, a, there's a thing in me that like I like achieving and I like doing, but it has to be at the right time with me. And then if I see someone that, like, I think, like, just there's just like a lot of scummy bastards everywhere, and yeah. and and they'll criticise and they'll be horrible and they'll do really horrible things to you, you and your family and the people you love, and it's just about trust. And I, yeah. and I, and I, and I find it harder to trust, I think, because I've got issues around how I've been treated by people in these area in this area in particular in the past. Oh, okay. Not like not just personal relationships. I yeah. mean, just by people. And I feel like I don't know. There's a little bit of resentment there with certain elements of people, I guess. But yeah, you I know, know like, I, 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 don't, I don't really explain it too well. But no, well, like you know, we'll get to that. But I, yeah, I do kind of, yeah, I, I, I get that from you. Yeah, it's really weird though, because like, so if you think like Warren and I got together doing music, uh, probably um, about a year ago. Yeah, about like. Christmas last just yeah, a bit was. before yeah and then um, and then like so we got together a couple of times yeah um, but we stayed in touch a lot yeah and then um, and then like Brad left um, and then um, lockdown fucking happened Corona happened yeah and during that I moved you moved around the corner yeah literally, <laughs> literally around the corner from where you corner. live yeah so it and that was I was in a really weird place, man, because I moved to Leon the Sea from living in London, where my daughters live, uh, like East London, and I lived there for a long time. And then um, I moved in with some pals when I split up with their mum, and I moved to I met somebody else, and then I moved to Southend to have six months of my own space um, with my children opposite the sea. So I moved to Leon the Sea. I don't know. I had a lovely flat there for six months, and then the relationship I was in just didn't go to plan things change and I ended up taking a flat that I didn't like and that whole six, six months then I got another six months in a place Yeah. and that six months was hell and I had to stay there because I was uncertain at a job and it was cheap-ish yeah. and like work with podcasting for me has either been really good and solid and then music had happened and I'd get commissions to make tunes and things or shit yeah. <laughs> and and at times it's been really bad that's quite like, typical though, but yeah. then the problem is as well like you have commitments to your children and, and, and then yourself and then you're trying to behave you're trying to sort of get yourself out of it in a good positive space but when you're unhappy for such yeah. a fucking long time and you stop relying on your own ability yep I started relying on the, the happiness from other people too much I think yeah yeah and I think the reality there is that um I found I found in myself that I just fundamentally had to sort something out, and then when it come up during during lockdown, I chose not to stay there. I was like, "Fuck it, I'm gonna go." Yeah. And and I was gonna move into a friend's place with with a friend again close back to where the kids are. Yeah. And uh, lockdown happened, and I had no because he he was gonna go to Germany for a little while, right. and I was gonna move into his place, and that was gonna be it. I was gonna be around the corner from the kids, back in town, just doing me again and just fixing things. Then I move into my mum's because they're locked down. He can't yeah. go anywhere. And then I didn't work for fucking six, seven months, oh, which is just, you know, gone. And uh, I've been there since. And, you know, your money disappears because you can't work. And the only my only solace in it was finishing up Broken Bricks album and doing, helping you, basically, because yeah. you asked for my help. And I just went, yeah, 
fuck it, send me everything. I mean, at this time, I'm cleaning up Zoom files for you. I mean, you say producing. I was I was cleaning it up and arranging it for you and but making you it as also, best I can. you were like, right, uh, I'm like, I need to get some... Because like, yeah. I'd come from the point where Brad did everything. Yes, of course. I didn't even know how to upload... Yeah, I get that, yeah. Upload... Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, I advised you on a few bit, yeah. like, I didn't know how to do anything. So, like, yeah, I'm yeah. like... Well, no, uh, how do, what yeah. mics do I need? What do I yeah. need? Yeah, I mean, you bailed me like twice a day at one point. Like, What's and going it was, on? And it was more like, it's all good, man, I'll help you. And I, and I, I genuinely, like, and this isn't, this isn't to make me sound good in any way, but like, I, I do, I find, I find comfort in helping people. And I really do, like with, with my partners, things like that. Like there's, there's an element of me that just needs, I need to help people do yeah. stuff. That is in me. And, yeah, and, oh, totally. And sometimes, you know, I think when my dark places, you sort of think, am I going to get any of this back at some point? But not, not, in a, not in a selfish way. What I mean is in, a, in an energy way. And, yeah, I, and, yeah. and if I'm brutally honest, no, you've, you've always provided, you've always most. given a really, a really good energy by like giving me artwork or like we've gone out and, and had good chats. And I value that shit. Like it's massively important to me because my, I, I've spent, I think I've spent the last five years working on my own. So interaction of like not going into an office or like which I had when I was in bands I always had another job on the side. Like. Yeah, yeah. But with this it's like intermittent and and also a lot of time spent alone. Yeah. So like when I've had a partner, there's a lot of um a lot of sort of uh, expectancy of their of them and my friends and and everything else and that's it's important for verification for life sometimes, isn't it? Do, do you know what I mean? Need, like you need, need a bit it of it because <laughs> otherwise you spend yeah. all your time like questioning yourself. But this is—I was waking up like that for a long so time. You do need a bit of that because things change. When things change unexpectedly, and you start to blame yourself, yeah, yeah, or, or, you, or you don't, or you don't. Um, how can I clarify? How can I explain it? You don't, it's not that you blame yourself, but you start to see things in other people and start to think badly of them, and then, and then naturally, if you start to behave a certain way around people, they would act it. Yeah. Not act it, but they, it's like a self-fulfilling prophecy. Isn't yeah. It? So you you see it happen, and that that for me is like one of the most important lessons I've learned over the last few years. Because even situations I've really wanted to play out and work out, they just haven't. And I and I, I punish myself a bit for that sometimes. Yeah, I, um, I know. I see that in you. Yeah, I know. Yeah, <laughs> that's why we're friends, though, right? Yeah. Because I'm honest. I was essentially when I first met you. Yeah. I told you so much shit about my personal life, my children. How that all happened and why I ended up being in South End, yeah, yeah, or Leon C. Yeah, but yeah. I mean, for, for for what it's worth, it's we South were just End, like banging, right? Like, Tell me about your dad. Yeah, Tell me yeah, about yeah. Your bang, yeah. I'm just like fucking. Come yeah. on, let's come have it. It's like I've been listening to your podcast. I'm uh, I'm aware <laughs> that you're pretty good at listening to shit. So let me just fucking get this out of the way. <laughs> so it's that's weird. what happened. Like it was. Uh, <laughs> it really did. It's funny. But it's um, <laughs> but it's a weird one. So. Like you, mm. yeah, you moved around the corner, and yes. then over lockdown, it was really helpful because for me, um, yeah, like I felt isolated as well, and like you yeah. and I just really kind of struck up a really good friendship in that period. Yeah, we did. We were yeah. in touch a lot. Yeah, man. And then because I'm around the corner, and when it kind of, uh, and then in the summer, you you just I was having a really shitty day, and then you text me and went, uh, I think about doing bricks again. Um, do you want to play bass? And yeah, I'm that's like, right. Yeah, woo, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm having that. Lee, Lee and I were chatting. We were mixing down Broken Bricks' album and um, finishing it up for like release, and like we got it mastered. And he was over from Jersey, and um, actually, he might have been still up north. 
no, no, no. He'd, nah, he'd gone, no, no. He got to Jersey. So we'd, we'd actually yeah. finished a Broken Bricks album at that point, and it was like we were getting to a place where we were going to get it distributed, and the masters were getting tweets and things. And um, that album's still to come out, and it will do. But fuck COVID and everything yeah, else, it's ruined it. Yeah, you something else. I was wondering about that. Yeah, it's, it's coming. It's coming. <laughs> but um, but um, within within all of it, um, it's uh, so he he was like, I just want to get in a room and play Bricks again. Yeah. Because Broken Bricks is a, we basically tried to continue to do a punk album, but our old bass player Tio went back to Romania. Hasn't like, he kind of really made it though since he went? He's gone and joined the sign touring band in Romania, and he was doing really well. I mean, obviously everyone's off touring worldwide, don't they? But yeah. he um he was doing good, man. Like, and it was grand. And um, but yeah, like he went back, and we just missed it. So I was like, well, you're a good guitarist. You understand shit. You understand sound and that. And that was the most important thing because Bricks is. Although quite complicated on guitar, the bass yeah. lines are quite are quite um, yeah, they're, they're quite simple. Well. Ah, shut up! They're really hard. <laughs> <laughs> they're really hard. Mate, I don't I don't tend to write simple, easy shit. Simple, should, for, yeah. uh, simple yeah. for Warren is hard for yeah. everyone else. Nah, I don't know. But like, but um, but anyway, you you we immediately got in a got you in the room and he, and we had a rehearsal. And I, we, I come round here weekly to get yeah. get you on and get you on the bass lines, and we're sitting. I mean, I had to fucking relearn the song. I'd be sitting there for like I'd come out into yeah. my like where I record a podcast, which is where I keep all my like guitars and that. I bought like a bass and an amp and things. And yeah, uh, man, nailed it. And then I was like, I I would sit here for like two hours at a time, just like mm. playing and yeah, playing, yeah. just get my speed up because it's really fast and I yeah. don't play fast. Everything's like one at least one sixty. Yeah, think. it's really really it's pretty, fast. It, some of it is fucking crazy fast. Yeah, but it was it was uh, so from my point of view, uh, like, at that point, mm. you know, like everything's a bit shit. We've got lockdowns going on. Like I'm feeling a bit shit. Everyone's mm. feeling a bit shit. Yeah, and then I had this little ray of sunshine. Yeah, man. About like. And what it did for me, it gave me confidence in myself because I was like, if I can work this out, yeah, then yeah, I can, exactly. Then I can fucking do anything. Yeah, man. You and know? It, that was that's lovely to hear because, like, we got in a room and jammed it all. We went. Lee got super pissed, if I remember correctly. Yeah, it's the first time I met Lee. Uh, he got drunk in the rehearsal, I think. And he was, uh, we rehearsed, and then we went to a pub, and we were, like, in a pub for half an hour, and... Uh, yeah, he was in bits. He was, like, literally dribbling, I Yeah, think. he was in fucking bits. It's just like, yeah, usually that takes more than boost. <laughs> there's there's a, there's a there's a notoriety that comes with Lee, which is, this is why it's so funny for me, because he's always been the one in, in our, like, party, party phases, was the one that just would never stop. And uh, I mean, you know, we've all got kids and shit now. We're all, oh yeah, yeah. He went, I'm going, going back to my hotel. I'm knackered, and he fucked off. (laughs) And uh, me and you stayed and had a dinner and had had a few beers, and it was lovely. But um, like it's it's it was a lovely time though. And then he he went back to Jersey, and then lockdown just went crazy. Yeah, yeah. Um, and it's been sort of that since, and it on and off. And then since then, we've 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 started making some tunes again, but in a very different way and it's like I like I like the idea I used to like the idea of playing guitar but then I think it's important because you've got a very interesting style of guitar so and you make these huge like sound, wall of sounds and walls of sound even and it's like I'm pretty good at finding the mood in that and putting something programmed and electronic with it so yeah, it's so we've started revela- to do that it's yeah, been, it's been a quite revelation nice. for me because um like normally in a band I'm second guitar player right you know yeah. I'm normally busting I'm not even Keith Richards I'm busting I'm doing a yeah. rhythm 
Um, but like, I don't like doing that. I, uh, like, I don't no, want to no. be like a lead soloist. No, but, like, I'm not. I, like, I want to. I want to. Like, I've got ideas and I want to push them to the front. Yeah. So this was a rare opportunity or a rare thing where mm. I like we'd play and then you, like it was a lot of it's just like you're like all right, that, use yeah, that, use that, use that. yeah, yeah, yeah. And it was just and it's given me loads of confidence playing. It's Good. been great. It's it's just interesting because again, like I've I always feel like like loads and loads of stuff happens at the same time with me. But I think that's who I'm meant to be. <laughs> really, yeah. I think I think like I I don't ever say no to shit. What I used to do is not say no to shit, but then not do anything when yeah. I was younger. But now I'm doing it. Yeah. And I like that. I like the fact that I've, I have to keep... Be, I realise that's who I am a bit. Like I've relied on sitting around and waiting for someone to enlighten me when I should just be doing it myself. Yeah, that just happen. <laughs> and I've got children as well. So yeah. it's like, you know, I have them very regularly and that's I've I've got a good relationship with my kids and, and it's it's wonderful. Um, but like this this in this time of uncertainty... The only certain thing that I, I know I can rely on is my ability to make stuff. Yeah. And it is, like, it's the only one constant I'm able to always do. It's been really nice because, like, we've just regularly, like, yeah. every week, yeah. like, on Tuesday a, on night, a... we get together with the music. And, mm. um, and like, but the other thing about that as well is that, like, we talk a lot. Mm. We talk a lot. Yeah, exactly. And, uh, like you have an opportunity to kind of offload because like your yeah. situation has changed so much well yeah man I had my own life doing what I was doing in town I had a girlfriend I had loads of other shit to then not having a girlfriend and then to having a girlfriend and then to not being with living with my mum and there's been yeah. some family changes there yeah. and that's been really fucking hard and like it's just it's just a lot of stuff that sort of collectively in me, I'll either and I use what I used to do was like just turn to substances and get fucked. Yeah. When I was younger, that's what used to happen, just to block things out. Yeah, but same, but yeah. I don't do that, and I haven't done that for time. It's it's more like it's more you just. You, but then the problem is, then the outlet. I, if I stop doing it, which I have done over the last couple of years, yeah, because I had a bit of trauma. I think, if I'm honest, and and I think that the the reality is that like, if you don't deal with that shit. It just comes out on everyone you love. It comes out and bites so, you double. Oh, it does, man. Because you end up breaking things. Yeah, you uh, like, and yeah, you do. Like I, I, I've done that. Yeah, like for most of my life, hide through fucking substances and drink and that kind of thing. And uh, it just comes out anyway. Yeah, like of course it does. Yeah, you just you just you're delaying the explosion. Yeah, yeah. And then it, when the explosion <laughs> comes, it's man. doubly bad. Yeah, and, and it's it like is, yeah. ten years yeah. worth of explosion. Yes, exactly. And it's like, I think there's a lot to there's a lot to learn in in these times. And I think the one thing I found a bit of solace in is that I used to have loads of opportunities and 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 time to act to to breathe, and I didn't. It's like I held my breath for years. That's the best analogy I can find. It's funny I've held my breath for fucking ages, and then you go, ah, fuck. And whereas now I've, I've find, uh, there's a bit of a rhythm, and I've discovered like I've always loved walking and hiking yeah. for like ages, and I do this thing where I go on a ten mile walk for with a weight pack on. So it's not easy. It's fucking hard anyway. But I do it for a fitness thing to a degree. Like I'm a stocky sort of you know like a boulder of a bloke but like yeah. but I'll never be like this this skinny lanky dude and I don't particularly want to be but it enables me to have agility and for my brain to just turn off yeah. and then and then when I do talk to people 
it, I uncloud and I stop being selfish. I've really noticed the difference. Like, if I compared the you who I first met, yeah, nervous. I think like you're be. really kind of like like this kind of frantic energy going on, and like oh, it was anxiety for money. Yeah, I it think was, it was. I was full of I was full of post post breakup anxiety about whether I, and and massive trust issues with with people that I gave a lot to. Yeah. And it fucked me, to be honest. Yeah. It fucked me. It fucked me up big time. And I couldn't... And I went back to that situation with with the same tint like, that I had. like, And, it, and it, it wasn't the same. And it's hard because like you don't fucking get over it, really. You need to... And I've met... I've got some really solid friends in my life that listen and give me advice. But it's, if you keep going backwards on the advice, it's like... It, it's, it must be frustrating for people when they care about you I guess but I don't not that I should care in a way because I'm, st- I'm still trying to, to change and, yeah. but like through creativity and through focusing on like earning enough money to cover like my child's support and yeah. shit like that because my like my daily outgoings are my monthly outgoings are fucking huge if, if I live on my own like yeah. I've got a lot of lives to cover yeah. and it's and if you've got a partner and you want to do nice things and you want to put them at ease because yeah. when you care about someone you want to make sure they're happy which is why like if I can do something for people and it won't cost me money just time and like love and affection really I'll do it because yeah. it's like I used to be so fucking into stuff and I don't really care about stuff anymore I do for other, like I like buying nice things for people. Yeah. But for me, I found a lot more value in just in in I don't know in like a bit in expression and appreciation of of what you have. I think that is getting older and all. Yeah. Um, I think there's a good element of that. But like like I used to just want shit for no reason. Yeah. So I've noticed Mark changing you. I think you're yeah. a very different person to our first met. You're much, much calmer. Mm. Uh, I know that, uh, I, like, I kind of, like, I feel like we've become pretty close. Over we have, the yeah, last year. definitely. And it's like, and I have to say, it's, it's like, I feel like I've got a proper solid friend. Yeah, you have, yeah. I, and, Likewise, I, mate, yeah. And you know, real. like, in many ways, I kind of, like, I needed a, uh, mm. a friend. Because, mm. um, like, often I've, I, you know, I don't always see my friends and that kind of thing. Mm. And I can close in. But, um, but I've noticed you're so much calmer now, mm. and uh, and uh, you. Said, <laughs> this is a funny thing. Uh, so uh, there was one time when you were like in LA, and I'm messaging you in LA, going, yeah. hey, "How's this fucking work?" Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and yeah, I'm like yeah. so jealous because I'm like <laughs> yeah. indoors and it's boring, yeah. and then. Uh, uh, it's funny hearing Warren say like he don't care about things and then he comes around and he's got like a Gucci t-shirt on no fuck that was a freebie uh, mate. Don't worry about that. I'm so frugal <laughs> like, I, like, um, I, 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 I've got a guitar a guitar stuff issue but apart from that like, oh I mean you've you've definitely yeah, got a got lot a of fucking guitar issue, but then you've got some nice guitars you've got some nice gear too but it was um, <laughs> yeah it's funny because funnily enough since I've been playing making music with you 
I, I haven't felt the need to buy things. No, I know, yeah. Which is really weird. Like, that's very different for me. Sometimes, like, yeah. I was looking, like, my birthday's coming up, and I'm like, oh, what can I get? Oh, I want guitar shit. Yeah. I'm like, ah. And like, what I've done is, since we've been making music together, I've been, yeah. like, learning how to use my stuff more. Yeah. So then I'm not buying loads of stuff. But this is it, man. It's like the way, I, the way I got to sort of learning to make music, it was just to learn the programs to the nth. And like to learn what you've got in the box, and then but you like you you yeah. tend to run pretty basic. Yeah, everything's basic. It's like simple. and it's like it, so. I've got like yeah, very minimal guitar setup. I like I like just an amp and a guitar really. So yeah, the first time we got <laughs> together, Warren's just for an amp. I've got a rack of pedals. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. um, and uh, I don't know. I kind of learnt something there from you is that you get the sound from your hands, and like everyone has always said that. And yeah. It, um. Uh, granted, I still get my sound from pedals, but uh, I did kind of, yeah, I, I've learned to kind of expand on what I've got. But yeah, it's, it's been, um, yeah, it's been amazing, really. So, yeah, so we've just kind of really hit it off, mm. and it's been fantastic. I think it's been fantastic. Yeah, mate, I've had a great fucking time, like, learning learning about, it's, it's interesting, isn't it? Because I listen to, I've listened to all the podcasts you've made, and... I've un- and and it's you draw comparisons with um with people, I think I think the the space in itself of like, like I'm I've I've become far more I've try I'm trying to be far more understanding of situations yeah and and the only frustrations I've ever felt were in when I when I'm in like a a relationship or a love relationship with a partner whereby you 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 just sometimes it it, it the clashes or the lack of communication is what bothers me I think yeah. that's that's where that stems from so when people can't communicate or or they don't want to or or they don't in a way that I can understand I think more importantly they can communicate yeah. but I can't process it because of my attachment that's not just with partners that's with everybody yeah, that's then it's yeah. like it fucking does me in because I can't I can't just find a, a solution do you know what I mean yeah. like I'm a, I'm a solution based person in a yeah. way like like if if I can find a way to do something, I'll, I'll think about how to do it. And I learned a lot of that from Lee. Actually, he's he's like that. He's very much like, well, I can do this, and it's done like that. And it's like, all right, cool. Emotions don't work like that, though. No, That's not when you like- not when you because it's the difference between say, the reason some people can be objective, yeah, uh, as opposed to subjective, is because the rest of what's going on around their life is actually stable. My life has been unstable for years, but you could you could say that's my fault. For not for not for not approaching it a different way, or you could say it's a product of of my journey, and and I'm more I'm learning to more understand that about myself, and to be more understanding of situation, yeah. and to not say take things personally because it's fucked my relationships to a degree, um, and it's and it's and it and if I wasn't so because it's interesting you saying you've seen a calmness in me develop yeah. is lovely, but I know I was waking up feeling anxious only a few weeks ago about a certain situation, and that was that. Um, but I've learned to not. I've, I've been learning not to act on it. Do you know I what think I mean? That's the Fucking... I think that's the difference. Is that I, I um, a lot of people um, tend to uh, their lives are. They tend to kind of. Um, I think without even knowing it. Yeah. They um, they crave and create chaos. Yeah, I agree. I know. I know. I can feel it in me. And that's that <laughs> fear of attachment. Yeah. Because when you said the yeah. word attachment, I'm like, ah, right. Yeah, 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 yeah. So it's yeah. that fear of attachment. And that'll all go back to parents. You know, yeah, of course. Goes back yeah. To um, and then, and also, probably for you, yeah. uh, moving area. Yeah. Like, you could say that was a trauma. 
I, I, th- I think there was upset. I mean, in terms of like, I, I like building attachment, and I think I, I think I'm I'm probably. But you probably need to over... know it's a secure attachment, don't you? You need to know. Yeah, well, that's like the with thing. us, like you yeah. know, you can like be fairly attached to me. Yeah, and then, yeah, and yeah. I'll and, and I'll be nice back. Yeah, and like then we're friends. Yeah, you know? and and that's that's the value of that. And I think it's diff- it don't it's hard. Happen. It's hard when there's not no one's life is simple, right? None, no one's. And I think I it's it's a learning curve about the certain people you're around in life, perhaps as well. And how how much they value what you do for them, and as well, like there's there's a balance there. Yeah. Um. And I think I think you're able to you, you should be able to accept and 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 be like, do you know what? Yeah, fine. I understand that I can't be like that with with you or or or, or not and not take things personally. I've always taken things personally. It's about feeling secure, aren't it? But if there is secu- yeah, I need security right? in it. Yeah. Yeah. If you some people secure, say I'm needy. Some people say, but it's I wouldn't necessarily I say I. I don't think I need. I don't need anybody because I know I could, I've stood on my own and done what but the fuck I wanted to. Be. But I want. Yeah. I think that's very different. Yeah. And I do want. Yeah. I want. I want security in yeah. somebody as a friend or otherwise. Yeah. And I don't think that's. That's why that's why I'm inclined to do to do what I do, but I, it doesn't. But I still acknowledge the fact that I'm not always fucking right, and I'm I can be a dickhead and a nose to people because we all can. Well, you know? no, I like, think like, you, I think that's really important. Yeah, and, and I, I think, regret a lot sometimes. Like fucking hell, I should have just shut my mouth. But but that's the answer, isn't it? Like yeah. that's that's the difference. Yeah, you know, like so. when you you know, and that's when you say about when you get older. Mm. You um, like things change, yeah. Because yeah, yeah. when you're younger, you're like, ah, oh, fucking, why aren't people doing this? Yeah, yeah. And then when you get a bit older, you start thinking, hold on, what about what am I doing? And yeah, you, yeah, exactly. And then you start yeah. to recognise, and then you start thinking about, well, what do I need? Yeah. And like, what what do I want? It's funny you say about like uh, the problem solving thing. You know, like men tend to. Men are problem solve like typically. Y- yeah, I get. Yeah, typically. men problem solve. So yeah. it's like they find us, they- and this is why relation. You know, like you yeah. know, like when people the typical yeah. you know men moan about their misses, and it is. It's like yeah. because well, I told her what to do, and she didn't. She do didn't it. do it. Yeah, I see what you mean. And it's like well, that, well that's no, not, no, no, that's no, not no, life. no. That's not how life works. But yeah, yeah, yeah. And but I, I guess that's in the same way of expectancy then. Yeah. Because if you even if you don't tell someone what to do, you uh you assume, it's and it's totally it's a right. fucking lesson that like I'm I still struggle to learn, and it's 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 uh it's been the downfall of my uh of my realization a lot of times. It's a like, fuck, fucking hell. If if you just lower lower what you like lower what what you require, and because then you're you're surprised. I think, and I, and I think, I think I'm learning. I'm learning more by from my mistakes, as you do. Yeah. Um, learning more to be a bit more reactive to things. Yeah, I think what happens, uh, like you kind of learn along the way, mm. and then, like a big lesson for me was, and I still, this is still kicking me up the ass. Yeah, all the time. It was only recently, uh, my like, so. Like where are we? We're um, like I've had so uh, a bit of honesty. I've mm. had another meltdown. So anyone who listens to this podcast will know that the yeah. podcast was born yeah. out of me having a meltdown yeah. and having to take a long period off of work. Yeah, I've just had another one. Mm. At the, uh, to be honest, I'm uh, 
out of it pretty much now. Yeah, yeah. But I have had a meltdown. Yeah, you seem, you seem more. Yeah, yeah I'm miles, much better. Miles more on track, but. but I like. I was having the meltdown. I couldn't stop crying for days on end. Um, and then you know, luckily enough, I've got that kind of relationship with my wife. It's like my wife said to me, yeah. "Everything you." that matters to you is dependent on other people yeah and I'm like oh fucking you're right mm. I know that I know this yeah. and I know this is one of my yeah. pitfalls yeah you know like I rely, I'm looking for other yeah, yeah. people to make me feel better yeah same 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 100% same and, 100% and I think we all do it yeah and I think as men yeah, more often than not like we we think we've got it we mm. think we know what we're doing Do we but fuck? a lot of the time we're doing exactly that do we're, we we're doing exactly that but yeah as men like I do think mm. we tend to do that mm. and then we think we've got it all sorted we're on top of it we're on top of it but actually yeah. we're fucking not and we're looking for other people to make us feel better mm. and and then it's like why is my wife not making me feel better yeah. I'll have an affair that'll make yeah. me feel better and then yeah. you're like well I still oh I still feel bad and everything's shit even yeah. more so. I, th- I think it's it's what's interesting is that I had a I had a situation when I obviously with my children that I had I had this this family set up and I think I've always craved to get that back. Yeah. No matter what the situation's been, not necessarily with the relationship because we just we just were apart and that's yeah. fine. That happens, right? Yeah, it does. But um, then the, the the promise of it happening again sometimes is was hard. Is isn't it? Still will be hard for that for me to get over. Um, because when things get nearly get there, you you it's, I don't know. It's like a deflection of like, well, fuck, like, I, and it, and it, I can't. I then sort of again, it's as as you said, rely on other people to to really make you happy. It is. It really is. And it's and it's like, do you know what? Like, there was a time when I remember it was just me. I made myself happy, and and I, when I found that, I stopped acting like a cock. <laughs> I always say, uh, <laughs> you know I, I, mean, I, I always say that kind <laughs> of looking to others to make you feel happy is the biggest fool's errand. It's yeah, like looking it for a fucking, it's like alchemy. Yeah. It just does, it is a complete, complete waste of time and it you is, will man. only get hurt. It is, um, But, uh, the thing is, our need to feel yeah. attachment and our need to feel, uh, Feel mm. loved and yeah. need to feel uh, safe and secure overrides yeah. our fucking our um, common sense. Yeah, it does. Yeah, you know, like it does because you start you, you literally turn to mush. Yeah, like I can't talk properly. I'll start like you find excuses to to have conversations about stuff that you just don't need to yeah. have, yeah. and it's fucking weird. And like and and it's. It's an interesting, it's an interesting and very eye-opening exercise of late, and um, I mean I can't talk about my future, but I know that I'm trying to focus on doing as much as I can still for those I care about, and and I will do, I will do for the rest the rest of my days probably, but also to ensure that um, yeah I'm I'm I understand situations a bit better and I understand what. Potentially, I'm doing to others before before even assuming what what I want from them. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, like I, f- I think and I think that's a fair a fair estimation of 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 who I am, and um, I don't think it's negative. I think I think I'm, I'm I'll, all, I'll always be that person that kind of needs a fucking cuddle, but that's because of my franticness and my my anxiety led life at times, and that might not ever change. But then I need I need people around me that are able to. To sort of be understanding of it, 
And maybe that, well, maybe that will never be the case. I don't even think. I don't no, think I don't immediate know. family. I, 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 I don't even think immediate family like can understand it as sometimes. And it's it's it is what it is, isn't it? You know, it's <laughs> a weird one because I think uh, quite often you turn to your family and you think that they're going to make it all better, but no, it's not not yeah, always the case. Yeah, very like. I, very very rarely that happens yeah you know life's fucking difficult and yeah um it's a, it's a certain amount of fucking survival elements in it but um i've noticed that um from you being really frantic you're not as frantic and you don't throw your and i imagine if i'd have known you a few years ago or yeah. you know when you were more frantic you would throw yourselves into situations that would bite you on the arse. Yeah, loads. Yeah. And I noticed you don't do that. Yeah, loads, loads. Like, there's of been shit. opportunities and you haven't. Oh yeah. Which has impressed me. Yeah, good, good. So I'm like <laughs> that's why I'm like, no, he's, he's getting there. Yeah, you know, and I think I think I think there's a like I've got friend groups that that are 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 sort of that and it's and it's interesting that it you as much as I love my close friends and they're always there for me. There's, I realise that I've I've developed different needs to other people, and and they they exist. And if I was if I if I hurl myself into you know a life of like going out on the piss constantly and 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 I don't know like like putting myself in danger, I just won't. I'll never be happy because it's it's a bit of a cycle. Do you know what I mean? Of, yeah, it's of escapism. That. It's escape. But then I I can find this why like the walking thing. And like reading, like I stopped reading novels because they were they were fucking up my my thought processes with writing words for songs. Really? If I'm honest, little little bit, yeah. What were you because reading? I I don't I, I mean I don't know. I read a lot. I do, but I've I've switched to because I'm my, one of my goals in life is to open a little bistro at some point. Yeah, and I've, no, I've this switched. is a funny thing because yeah, yeah Warren didn't know I used to be a chef. Yeah, which is mad. Yeah, and I, I've got a massive interest in cooking and um. And uh, I, yeah, I've just been reading cookbooks and stuff. And I've been, I've worked in a lot of um, restaurant spaces as a result of recording podcasts. With people. Have you read Kitchen Confidential? No, I've been, I've been told to. I've been told to. Oh, I might have it. Yeah, if you have, I might have it. I've read, I, like, I've read that twice. Yeah. Uh, Anthony Bourdain's, Bourdain's. Yeah, book. yeah, he's he's amazing, man. Like, I'm, he's one of my heroes. Yeah, yeah, he's yeah, one of mine. When you unreal. read that book, yeah, he will become. It, it, it's very clear. Uh, I I worked in the kitchen for six years, and yeah. it is uh, like um, uh, Orwell um, wrote a book about it as well. Yeah. Like working in the kitchens yeah. in London and Paris. Yeah, yeah, that's a great yeah, book. I Down and out in London well, and yeah. Paris. Yeah, and essentially you're working with like the most fucked up people. Yeah, of course. Like you everyone are. is yeah. as fucked up as you are. Yeah, yeah. Everyone's yeah, yeah. got a drug issue. Everyone's yeah. got an alcohol issue. Yeah, and and it's the most intense fucking situation. Yeah. Working in kitchens is fucking hardcore. Hospitality, mate, in general, like from a, a lot of my close friends are are still working in that, that arena, and it's like how they function as humans is is fucking unreal. They don't get paid much money. They don't get you paid a lot of money. Of they hours. tend to they tend to take a lot of substances to stay they yet to do the hours oh, it's, and, it's, and and then they'll stay out and party till six in the morning because they've been working all fucking night I so to, like I, do you know I, what I mean I it's like when I went in the kitchens, I used to like say we'd I'd get home at 11 yeah and then my night would begin and even though I was just at home this was when I was a serious drinker mm. drink fucking loads of booze smoke loads of gear because in the day yeah I'd done speed cocaine yeah um 
diet pills. <laughs> fucking hell. Like if you decent, trimmers or whatever. The decent diet up. pills uh, oh, are like God. really good speed. Right. Okay. And I, there's one guy I work with. Mm. Uh, he his sister was on diet pills, and he would just bring them into work. Nick him. And we'd just be popping these so diet like, pills. So, that's, that's an, an, cause, I mean, I'm, because know, it's just amphetamine. Yeah, of course it is, yeah. I had another mate who would come in and he'd go, I've got these blue pills, do you want some? Right. But fucking, fucking yeah, yeah, I've got, I've got <laughs> work just for have 10 hours. For four hours. I'll so. have them. <laughs> and I remember like, I'd taking the pills and then I'd start to come up. Oh my God. And then I'd be like, uh, I'd, I'd run into the box of fry up. Yeah. Because the night before, I'd yeah. fucking slaughtered myself on yeah. booze and everything yeah, yeah 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 yeah. and then Kitchen Confidential basically is, yeah. is all of that all of that it, yeah because I, I mean obviously I understand about his like heroin addiction and all yeah. sorts of shit like I've, I've I've watched enough of 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 his story like it I mean it, it's, it's so sad obviously about his passing last year but like I was really really gutted about his passing yeah I was yeah I was one of my, uh, I, I got to a point when I watched every single one of his, um, uh, what's it called on Netflix? Yeah, went yeah. to Netflix. It parts yeah, unknown, yeah. like thirteen yeah, series yeah, worth, yeah. and there's like, yeah, and at the I end of it, it, there's like a, a wrap up about his life, and I sat there sobbing. It's like, fucking hell. Like he was a fucking Jesus, like, as a chef. Man. He was a chef. Yeah, but he was a rock. It was a rock star. All yeah, rock like, stars. Yeah. When he died, yeah. the amount of rock Everyone's stars like, that came out. Yeah. I've got one friend, Nigel, who he lives in Australia now, and. I lived with Nigel for a couple of months yeah. when his wife was pregnant, and his wife would be pregnant, and we'd be like, we'd run out to the garage and get off our faces. <laughs> and it was just mental. And he well, was you know. my—he was the kitchen manager where I worked. Uh, but it turned out that he went out with my sister when she was like sixteen, right? <laughs> and I was like really little then. And he gave me his Smurfs collection. And, <laughs> Amazing. Yeah, and, and I've still got it. <laughs> and he always funny. says to me, once in a while he'll get in touch and he'll go, I want my Smurfs back, by the way. Uh, and he also gave me a Flash Gordon soundtrack, yeah. which uh, <laughs> when I'm fucking around on guitar, I quite often go back to that. Yeah, that's good. But, uh, oh yeah, <laughs> kitchen, oh, kitchens are, like, kitchens and chefs. Yeah. I work with, and I work with, I worked with travellers, mm. uh, I work with, Everyone, like so many people, like that was at the time when people were coming over from Europe. Yeah, I've worked with the most amazing French chefs That's who just unreal, blow man. your mind. See, I'm a huge fan of that Matty Matheson, the Canadian yeah, chef, because yeah. he's he's like one of those guys that was clearly like Vice Munches picked him up. And he was on his way, like he did like a hangover show. Yeah. And he was a mess. Like he had chipped teeth and was fucking on it every night. Yeah. And he was like from a French kitchen. You could yeah. see like he had he had that 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 potential flicker switch that he was going to fucking kill yeah. himself. You could see it. Like I don't mean like. But that was I don't, me. Yeah, that was right. Me. Yeah. And I, and I think I think he was he was probably it was going to be a product. So I think his wife basically saved him. Um, and like so he doesn't he's teetotal, but he's like this crazy ass character. And I'm enamoured with his like YouTube channels, and I'm reading both of his books simultaneously at Did the minute. Did he do the program with uh, Seth, uh, Seth Rogen? Is that the guy? I'm not uh, sure. He might have been on it because when they go to Canada, yeah, yeah, yeah. There's, and there's one with smoke loads of weed. That's with that's David Chang. Uh, oh yeah, David Chang, uh, who's who's the um, yeah. yeah, he's he's uh, his restaurants. Um, uh, what's he fucking called? Uh, Mama Fuku. Uh, it's Mama really Fuku, interesting, yeah. like. Uh, like, I don't regret a moment of working in the kitchen. No, like, when I was I, working in the kitchen, so I was trying to make it the bad as well. Yeah, so it's just like I, I can see, I can see how like the 
the, the the creativity is linked in a way though because like you're using base ingredients right basically I mean like in music and all there's yeah. only so many fucking formulas yeah, yeah, to do yeah. something it's like and, it's, and it's the flair the flair of, of how you interpret that how you make them work and I'm enamoured by it because when I cook and that like I can cook st- I'm self sort of taught but then I started to read and understand and I will have some for- sort of formal training before I die I definitely will and it's like it's just another thing because I see it so direct like a lot of my friends, uh, like I mean, I didn't know you was a chef for ages, but like other people I know in music love cooking and but appreciating really simple shit, yeah. like just stuff Chrissy. that's good. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, like it, like really good. No, like Chrissy, right. our singer in Broken Brick, she she's an like she cooks like it's amazing like um, jerk chicken and rice and peas dish, and I've had it from bundles. I've had it from loads of different places because I'm a big fan of like. It's not the same Indian. as when you get it but, from someone but, who's but Jamaican. She sat, she sat my, my yeah, yeah, it isn't. It's true. And it's like so when you when you sat when you're sat with like someone who just understands how to make food as well, and like there's always a creative flair to shit. Yeah, and it's there like is. there's just I love it, like and I love the understanding of it. And it's funny because like uh, like my my wife like I pretty much cook here, but I don't do a lot mm. of cooking really. But um, when I cook, like my wife really struggles with the fact that I'm not measuring. I don't measure anything. Yeah, I don't particularly. Or to taste. I know, right, yeah. I know how to everything's cook to everything, taste. So yeah, I don't really it. need to fucking work things yeah, out. Yeah. But uh, yeah, it's funny. It's just like my brother-in-law's a butcher, and he's just opened the butchers in Canvey Island. Actually, has he? Yeah, just took over the old, like a really old school one, and tried to make it. He's going to make it really nice, basically. But um, for my uh, for my um, nice, yeah. For my birthday, he like just gone. He got me a big lump of wagyu beef, oh, did and you? I know how to cook it. And it, it was just you like just you know, it's just it much. such a fucking treat. Like and it's amazing shit. And I'm not. I I am a meat eater. I'm not vegan or vegetarian. I've toy- I don't eat meat a lot. I, I definitely don't eat it every day. I don't eat poultry every day. I, I try not. I to. eat meat like once or twice a week. Like, yeah, once a week. I think everyone's vegetarian in my house. My kids, my kids have never eaten meat. Oh wow, well, really? Okay. Yeah, my wife doesn't eat meat. So yeah. uh, the only meat I eat is uh, the two days a week when my wife is diet uh, as a fast. <laughs> All right. Yeah, yeah. And I have like a microwave lasagna. <laughs> oh mate. And being a chef, you can make yourself fun all day long. Yeah, <laughs> I can make most things. That's a lot of power. Mine worked in uh, oh, at Sketch actually because I did some work with them. And um, oh, was that that really fucking cool place? That it's you amazing. Took photos um, of? Yeah, I, I, I was making. I was doing some work with them, and um, I had like a, di- a a comped birthday dinner in there because I had to record it. And like, yes, it's like a seven course like tasting yeah, menu yeah. with wine. Honestly, like it's so amazing. Like it's it's just. Yeah, it's just an unreal food and an and appreciation of the finer detail of it. Um, yeah. I forgot my point actually. What was I going to say? There was something about it, but anyway, it will come back to me. But um, but like the just the, the absolute like privilege of that was it's just un un unworld like to me. But he sort of oh that's it. That's it. So I was chatting to one of the chefs and he's like, like I make all this and like I watched him make ham raviolis. This is the head chef in the three mission star kitchen and it's like I'll just go home and I had him on a podcast basically and he's like I'll go home and just slam a microwave meal in. It's yeah, like yeah. fucking hell. Like he can make anything in the world. This guy's got three stars. No, and no, but still, when you get home, you don't want to make nothing. And he still just picked up a macaroni cheese in the petrol garage. Do you know yeah. what I mean? Like, you fuck. don't want to make anything when you get home. Of course you don't. But I quite miss cooking. I, I miss cooking meat yeah. more than anything. Yeah, yeah. Like cooking, like now, it's everything's cool and I, like yeah. And I, I don't mind cook. I don't mind cooking that. I can cook it. I'm no, no, but it hasn't got any flavour. You have to. You have to flavour it. Like it's... you can't flavour corn. because well. uh, <laughs> flavour comes from meat. Uh, from fat. Fat. Yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you've got no fat. 
Yeah. Uh, well, so, add, if you're uh, vegetarian, you can add butter though, can't you? you I can't fried that. Yeah, yeah, loads, loads of butter and. Loads. But that, but that yeah. is a secret. If yeah. you read uh, Kitchen Confidential, at yeah. the end he says butter. the secret to cooking is butter, butter. and shallots. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. And like, yeah. I make him right. Yeah, man. Like everything yeah, that's yeah. got onions, shallots are a little bit nice. Yeah, they like, are. I right. use red onions rather than white. And, yeah, yeah, I, they're much tastier. And then you throw butter, loads of fucking butter in. I'll yeah, get, of course. Yeah, butter makes everything. It nice. does. Yeah, it really it's does. Yeah, good. Yeah, mate. <laughs> See, it's funny, right? Before we kind of decided to do this, we're, like, yeah. oh, we're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about that because we're yeah. thinking of what we're going to talk about, and then yeah. we end up fucking going off on a. Well, it's all good, though, isn't it? You see, see we've become. It's nice. But this is it, it, really. So basically, um, so we're right. We're, well, we're ending season two. Yeah. And um, I've already got loads of guests lined up for season three. Season two. Um, has been an absolute fucking revelation, really. Uh, like the Ginger Wildheart episode. Yeah, man. Like, like that was probably one of my most favourite episodes ever. Yeah. Um, because we just went, like, with it, we didn't talk about music at all. No. I was like, oh, Ginger, we'll probably talk about, we'll talk a little bit about Wild Arts and about, like, yeah. I went to see Wild Arts when I was 16 and yeah. that kind of thing. Uh, and we didn't, we just talked about uh, wanting to kill ourselves, and then laughing about wanting to kill ourselves. <laughs> yeah, man, yeah. And uh, and then, uh, well, since, well, me and Ginger are still in touch, which is lovely, which isn't is it? pretty it's amazing, so good. And um, and it's been a bit of a, an amazing fucking season. Yeah, like the man. guests have been amazing. The Jason, Jason from A, like Jason from A, mate. Like I mean, that, oddly, that made me start listening to A again because I saw them. Um, Supporting, it was Ash at the uh, Astoria. No, it wasn't. Oh, it was my Ash at the, venue. It was. It wasn't the Astoria actually. I saw him at the Astoria oh, on the, that tour, but it was an NME show at um, the London Forum, and it was Ash headlining. It was A and Idlewild all on the same bill. Love Idlewild. Like that first two records of Idlewild, one yeah. up song oh, and the first EP. So my favourite records, quite man. A few times. Hundred broken windows. Yeah. Hope is important and Captain the Captain EP. Those, those, and even actually the one with um, uh, the one after that as well, uh, Scottish Fiction. That album's fucking brilliant. It's fucking, fucking amazing. They're, they're great. Man. Like I, re- I was a massive fan of that band. In very, in many, many ways. And Jason's another person I've stayed in touch with. Yeah, yeah. Like we kind of chat quite a bit. He bought mm. one of my drawings recently. Amazing. And um, yeah, I kind of like check in on him once in a while yeah. and he checks in on me and he, he's really it, it lovely was a, it, was a, it was an insightful conversation that I've got to say it was, it was from insane. someone that's that's in a, it had been in a similar situation so as things he was describing honest. obviously he's, he's had a lot more sort of fame in music or what have yeah. you but, but the, the the rest of it is it was just like quite and he, he lived in fucking Lee yeah well. yeah he lived in Lee which is just <laughs> weirdest of things he lived around the corner to you yeah and so like we sad. were over Zoom and like I talked yeah. to Jason for about three hours yeah yeah you did yeah and like, we that was just, an edit job mate yeah, for me and there was a point uh, in the end I turned it off and went yeah, this did, is yeah. just too personal yeah and that's why we stayed in touch but I found with Jason the best thing about that was that mm. he he didn't completely but he helped me put my mm. desperate need to be a rock star to bed a bit yeah because yeah, he was yeah, like because yeah. From talking to him, yeah, 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 being a rock star wasn't that great. No, like no. he played all the gigs and he did all these things, and it must be for you a bit as well. Mate, it's gig, a, gig the actual the reality best thing of in the it. fucking world, man. Like for me, my mem- my favorite memories are like 
there's, there's, a, there's a handful but there was like we played uh, Eddie Temple Morris's Temple of Boom with Pip um, and that night I mean I was I was emailing texting Eddie because I proposed to my the mother of my children uh, at that gig at, um, at Secret Garden Party that's yeah, it yeah yeah, and like, so we headlined and it was like do you know what I mean like, I jumped into the fucking crowd I had a proper messy night Lola was on stage like my, my baby like, my first like kid she was a baby with like ear defenders on and like yeah. Eddie played bass for us we played Get yeah. Off by Prince as a cover it's a terrible song yeah I love that tune man. Yeah. <laughs> I had to remix that entire song for that it's, just, it's that thing though isn't it like getting back to like gigs it's like I mean I've played every venue I've ever wanted to play more or less and it's like you know like I mean we've been to did America you do and... uh, did you do Frank Turner's one at uh, Wembley uh, no, that... that was Dan and Pip. Uh, yeah, sadly, that'd have been fucking great. Yeah, but actually, Billy Bragg didn't Billy Bragg play that night? I'm not sure. I think he did with Dan and Pip, and Billy Bragg played my Music Master and my Marshall oh, Stack really? on stage with Itch from uh, King Blues. Yeah, oh, really? he played. He played. My, I've got. A, I've got a picture See, somewhere yeah. of him playing my Music Master. That's and, cool, man. Yeah, Billy recorded a video to Lola time. singing "Happy Birthday" to her. Oh, that's lovely. Because I used to play Lola. Oh, um, I think I might have seen that. Yeah, yeah. I have seen that. Yeah, because I played. It, it I used to play Lola. Um, uh, New England all the time in yeah. the car. And she used to sing along to it. So I love Life's a Riot, Spy vs. Spy. It's one of my favorite albums. Yeah, it just like, is like Stewart was. Uh, I love that record. She's like a big Billy Bragg fan and kind of forced it down my neck since like Yeah, 15. Billy's amazing, man. And it's like, I lived in Barking for a long, long yeah. time. And it's like, at the time, I fucking hated Barking. Still don't do it for me. What, Barking or no, Billy? No, Billy Bragg. <laughs> yeah, mate, it's like, um, I met Billy. I met Billy at Glastonbury when I did this thing with uh, Riz Ahmed. Uh, Riz oh, went Ahmed. Did you play Glastonbury? With, with Riz, I did. Because he did this thing called Microscope and I sort of half acted and half played guitar. Did you really? Yeah, and it's immersive music show called Microscope. You check it on YouTube. See, so Riz, is, Riz, who was in Star Wars and Four Lions, right? The actor. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I know, yeah. So like, I, I auditioned to play guitar and I went to his flat, which was at the time in um, near Borough. And I like, I've got, had his number, he bailed me and I was like, I sort of, I just emailed because he, he sort of knew Pip. And um, he, I emailed him and was like, yeah, I'm quite up for it. Like, I'm a guitarist and I've done this with Pip and whatever. So I stood there with like this this girl, his manager at the time or, or PR manager or whatever called Pippa Taylor who's now like a, pre- a presenter on telly and things and then him. And I was just like, fuck, it's you, isn't it? Like, I just watched Four Lines like, the day before. And like, I met... Um, Is he the, like, the met, smaller guy? Yeah, like yeah. he's sort of small, small-looking dude. Yeah. He's, but he's an MC and like... He's a lovely dude, man, and like we um we we become quite close actually during this project we did to so play Glastonbury, and uh, that was that was pretty fucking mad. So this is uh, so I think now might be a good time to say yeah. How long have we been going? Uh, an hour and fifteen minutes. Oh fuck! So quite a long time. Yeah. So now is a good time to say that Warren is going to be joining me um, for season three and onwards. Really. Yeah, man. Yeah. So yeah, it's uh, exciting. So I got to a point where uh, I'd done this season like on my own, but uh, I just kind of like, I just I just felt a bit on my own really, mm. and uh, I just uh, there's been this kind of nagging thing ever since Brad went. Where uh, uh, initially I had this kind of oh, fuck it, I'm uh, yeah, I'm yeah, taking yeah, this forward. Like it basically the podcast really. Um, really helps me yeah it makes me feel better it gives me something to get excited about yeah it um it 
makes me feel mentally better yeah exactly. in many ways because it gives me this massive outlet and then when i'm talking to people about mental health uh it makes me feel better about my own mental health yes uh so like it so there was no at any point you know when brad said he was gonna go brad said well like let's just call it a day and i'm like no, no i don't think i can yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and then obviously Warren stepped in and made it happen, really. But um, yeah, there was never a point in me that like, I was determined to make it happen. So through season two, I've been like, mm. "No, it's gonna fucking happen. It's gonna happen." And then um, I don't know. Like I basically all of season two I recorded in the best part of three months. Yeah, like I just yeah. smashed it out. Just yeah. kept going, Bundles. and and then I had this slump. And that's when I had a meltdown, really, because it was like, well, yeah. what? who am I? What do I do? Yeah. You know, like, work wasn't feeding my soul, so it was like, what do I do? Mm. And then I, I, and then I, the thought of doing another, do it, keep doing it on my own, I just didn't really, like, yeah. it just didn't really appeal to me. And, uh, and the thing is, like, you know, like you were saying about um, you're a collaborator. Yeah, I am. Yeah, and definitely. I am. Yeah, exactly. you know I'm a collaborator yeah. and, and I want to be able to turn to someone and go how fucking amazing is this you know like who was I going to go like oh I've got Danny McNamara yeah. like a fucking I'm a massive embrace fan yeah yeah like oh, so, Stu so, Whiffin yeah. I messaged him yeah. when I got fucking Danny, Danny. McNamara and then uh, and I just felt like I didn't want to do it on my own and then like last week uh, I was Warren came around and we were doing music and I was like I don't really want to do it on my own and he went I'll do it with you yeah, and it was like, well, that makes sense. Yeah, done. <laughs> that makes perfect and I th- sense. I think it's I've I I think it's a, it's something a world that I've made podcasts before in the music space and like when I've, when I've been a voice on it and stuff and it's it's um, this is the first time I think where I've recorded something whereby I feel um, detachment, I guess, and I think that's that's and I, but but also. Um, how can I put it? Not not detachment. It's not the right term. But I mean, like I'll think about it in a different way. Yeah. It's not. It's not. It's not a personal sort of like education interviewing people about music production. Yeah. Because that's like it, that is subjective to surroundings and kit and all that sort of shit. This is more like it's it's more simonious with maybe the way my brain processes uh, things. Well, and it's, it's it's something I find quite easy to to um, delve into as well I just went straight back to our first fucking conversation in that pub before we got locked out yeah and I'm like you you talk about your feelings yeah yeah I do yeah I re- massively do yeah and I'm I like do. and that that, that is it. basically what the mouth of manliness is about well, there you go mate it's about talking it. about your feelings welcome to the mouth of manliness <laughs> It'd be inter- it's interesting to have a um, yeah to have that understanding of of, of who you are and then to to see what other people say in those environments too, because I want to learn as well about yeah, it. Yeah, and I think like the podcast, well, I really do. it is learn. all about learning mm. from what other people like. Yeah, you learn is. from what other people say, and then you reflect on your life when mm. you go, "Oh shit, yeah, I do that. Oh, yeah. they've done that, and that helps. Maybe I'll do that." Yeah, exactly. Um, but I think even just through this 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 episode now, yeah, like. Um, I kind of feel like it works because you um, you've, you've been vulnerable. 
Yeah, man. 100%. It's hard to be vulnerable as a man. Yeah, it is. Especially, it is. like, if you see Warren, like, <laughs> he looks like a right fucking hard nut. <laughs> That's the assumption. I love it. Yeah. <laughs> I, do. Yeah. I do, man. I'm a, pri- I'm a right little softy, really. But No, I know you are. It's beautiful. And, uh, it's beautiful. And it, well, this is the other thing I wanted to talk about was uh, yeah Warren looks like he's got a skinhead and he looks like he'll kill you <laughs> and uh, I've um, yeah I, I posted a picture a while ago saying yeah. I've got no hair yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I in in basically the whole of season two like you ne- there's not really any pictures of me if you mm. look at season one and like the yeah. way off like all the socials yeah pictures of me and Brad everywhere yeah there is yeah. Uh, and I've missed having yeah like that idea of that kind of gang and we're, we're fucking yeah, take yeah, on yeah. the world kind it's of that, it's that mentality yeah it's solid so I've never like put any pictures up uh, because it was just me and then I was like oh anyway so what what I've so yeah I've just had a hair transplant so anyone who follows the podcast will know <laughs> that I have issues about fucking losing my hair. Yeah. So there was a point when I talked about taking uh, Finistride or Propecia, which uh, helps, which really sorted my hair out. Yeah. But uh, it made me ill for about 12 years. It made me <laughs> suicidal for 12 years, easy. My suicidal thoughts and feelings have gone down massively since I stopped taking it. And then I was uh, trying various different things. And then, um, then my nephew, uh, who's only like twenty-two, mm. but he's fucking—he was—he's—he looks like Beckham. He's really handsome <laughs> guy. He's really, really handsome, Connor. Uh, and then he—he he had a hair transplant, mm. and I just thought, you know what? That's really inspired me. Someone who's that much younger. Yeah, you know, he was like, yeah, I'll just look. He got a bonus from work because he earns fucking more than me. He got a bonus from work and went and got mm. it done. And yeah. I, I don't know. It just made me think, well, yeah, why don't I? Know it? And then, then, then my wife went, well, why don't you go and get a hair transplant? Mm. I'm like, well, I don't know about that. <laughs> and then my mum went, look, I'll give you some money. Yeah, lovely. And then, so I went and got one done. So. Yeah. At the moment, uh, I feel like I look... Have you seen uh, Weird Science? <laughs> yeah. You know yeah. Uh, the... Is it Chad, the big bad brother? Yeah. He goes, he's a right arsehole. Yeah. And he... <laughs> he's the one who goes, for Christ's sake, put some clothes on. Yeah, yeah, And then yeah, he's got yeah, no yeah. clothes on. Yeah, yeah. I feel like my hair looks like him at the moment. I've been really struck, like, <laughs> lately. Looks all right. Oh, no, no. <laughs> Warren, is, Warren has got no hair. No, I saved uh, it. It's stubble, but literally. It, it, like, it's it's so you. Yeah. But, like, for me, I'm like... Like, the idea of having no hair, I, I find, like, I've really, like, lost yeah, yeah. a bit of my... You know, like, I hide behind my hair. Yeah, so, yeah. It, I really feel... Like, at the moment, I feel really exposed. Mm. So, lockdown has been quite good for me because I don't really leave the house. Yeah. And then when I go to the shops, because it's winter, I put on a woolly hat. Yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, I feel quite exposed yeah. by it. And Warren's... Like Warren and maybe I saw Stu recently, and like yeah. that's about all that has seen me with no hair. Yeah, and uh, yeah, but like in like I've got little bits of hair growing through. Yeah, yeah. If you want to get a hair transplant, go to KSL Clinic. Everyone, <laughs> go to KSL Clinic and say Nick Hogburn. Yeah. <laughs> 
from the mouth of man and they sent you yeah, and nice. then they'll give me some money off. Oh, you yeah. But I recommend <laughs> it. I recommend it. I tell yeah, you man. what, yeah, it yeah. was fucking, it was arduous. Yeah. But it was only half a day of an, yeah. Like the injections are fucking loads. But once they start pulling it out, it don't hurt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And like you have to sleep sitting up for a week. But uh, I, I, yeah, I wouldn't go back there. I'm like, fucking, I've done it. And I feel really pleased with myself for doing it. Yeah, it's good. It's, um, it's, it's, it's clearly something you needed to do, isn't it? Do you know what I mean? Yeah, like, like so for exactly you, like, I mean, I thought you looked fine, but that's, my, that's me, isn't it? No, it's different. I know. I know, different. it's all about self-perception. Of course it's it is, about, like, how you... I mean, it, I, I saw my hair when I... I've got, like, a double said crown. I've got and I was a kid. Crown. I was a kid, and I've got a double crown. It makes And I was in a band, band, and I had... Yeah, and I, and I had this, like, spiky shit, like, Weller-esque hair, but loads of fucking shit in it and whatever, gel and stuff. And there was a spotlight when I was on stage, and I had just these two big circles, and I was like... And I was in um, the Fly magazine, which was something the Barfly used oh, to yeah, put out. Yeah, yeah, I've and, um, and I was in it, and we had this picture on, like, the tenth page, and I was like, I've got to shave my fucking head. Like, look at me. I look like 40-odd, and I'm, like, 20 fucking 8 or 7, I think I was. I think it makes you and look slimmer. Yeah, yeah. When I've, yeah, I, when I, I it's, think it's, it makes you It's a strange thing. Like, I mean, uh, I was I was a skinnier bloke then, but like I'm, I've bulked out now. But, but like, I think Jim. But yeah, it's 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 um. I think it suits me. I don't give a shit. Like now. when I like, <laughs> it's funny, right? Because yeah. like, uh, so like, yeah, Warren and I are relatively new friends. So it's yeah. quite similar to the Brad, like me and Brad. Yeah. Because like we don't, we're only really just getting to know each other. Yeah. 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 Um, but the important bit is that, like, we're very honest with one yeah. another. But it, in very, in many ways, this was another reason why I was thinking, well, this is right because, yeah. like, we are also still getting to know each other. Yeah. yeah so, like, yeah. when when Warren goes, oh yeah, I play Glastonbury, I'm like, fuck off. <laughs> yeah. like, I've been at Glastonbury. I can't believe you yeah. play Glastonbury. So quite often when he says things, I'm like, I, I, I can't believe that. Yeah. Uh, but then, but then what I, I now will admit to it is that. Like becoming friends with you, then I then I'll go YouTube and go, oh, what's Warren been like? Yeah, yeah. Like yeah. let's look at Warren's back catalogue and yeah, see man. where he's yeah, from. It's all on there, yeah. And uh, yeah, and I do think like when you look slimmer. Yeah, 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 yeah. For not having it. Oh yeah, probably. I think I feel I, just, I feel I feel I, I never really had, well, I just lost my issues with it anyway. I was like I had shit hair anyway, so it's fuck it. Like, do you know what I mean? I've always been out to grow a beard and that, so it's not a problem. Uh, at the moment, I do look like a giant baby without stubble. So like, it's just right. a fucking thing. Do you know what I mean? I tell you what, like, <laughs> like, even today, I was looking in the mirror. Yeah, and yeah. I was like, oh, well, I was coming around in a bit. I look like fucking shit. <laughs> you look well, mate. You're right. Like, I've I've had bags under my eyes since I was about twelve. Right. <laughs> Uh, when I was younger at school mm. they used to say to me have you got jaundice right yeah because yeah. I always looked really fucking Tight. pasty yeah, and, yeah. and yellow <laughs> and then uh, and then and then when I got a little bit older they'd be like Nicholas are you taking drugs oh right wicked that's what like, you need didn't you nah, nah I don't even really know what drugs are yeah you know like Prince didn't really talk about drugs that much no <laughs> like, nah <laughs> I don't really know what drugs are <laughs> And then, uh, and then after a while, I was like, "Oh, there's drugs. I'm gonna have some of them because yeah. I might as fucking well because like, I look like I'm on them anyway." And then you didn't sleep for fucking ten years. Or uh, something. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, no, oh, no. Mate. In fairness, I used to. I never used to. <laughs> I never used to be able to sleep. I sit. I sit in my daughter. Me and my daughter are mm. so. Yeah. She does things, and she's so similar to you me. Just say you. Yeah, I'm so funny, full of pride. Yeah, lovely. And then. 
And then I'm like, oh, don't be too much. Yeah, <laughs> yeah don't be too much longer. Because I'm... Same as mine, to be I'm fair. So They're only like nine unhappy. and seven, but yeah. Oh, mate, it's, that's, that's, so that's a natural thing as a father, though, isn't it? That's a natural thing as a father. I'm like, all pride. I want them to be a bit happy. I they so will de- be, mate. I was so unhappy when I was younger. Yeah, I mean, I, it's, 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 it sticks with you, I guess, and that's... I, I went through phases of being... Yeah, I, I had a very happy childhood, and... I had a lot of fun at school and stuff. I got bullied at times and things, but my dad's my dad's way around it was just fucking give him a clump back and that's it. Like, yeah, you know? yeah. And then he was very matter of fact about it, and it took me the guts to do it, but I did. And then that's it's just how you are, isn't it? But I mean, I'm, not to not to incite violence or to promote it. Can but, I? Uh, I'll, yeah. I'll, so uh, when I saw, uh, I keep talking about Stu with him. It's, but yeah. I saw him and Cunt from Cunt and the Gang who just had a, a yeah. number fucking five Christmas. Yeah, that's mad, he got number yeah, five, five yeah. Christmas well done, man. top ten. It's amazing. Amazing. Isn't it amazing? And uh, and I was talking about you because I was like, yeah, I've been like, oh, I see the fucking music we're doing. It's amazing. It's like amazing. Best yeah. music we've ever done. Cunt <laughs> was then saying, who's Warren then? I'm like, I'm sure, like, he knows who you are. You'll know who he is, like, because he used to do the guys' gigs and that. That was when like, I, yeah, I used to watch. I watched him in the castle, man. Yeah, in see, times. that was when like, I didn't like, gig. years ago, I, man, like a long time ago. Yeah, I, I weren't gigging in those days. I yeah. weren't like in those days. I no. probably weren't doing much music. So yeah, yeah, I was, yeah. We used to we used to go to a few of them shows quite a lot. And really. he used to play. He was on his own with like a weird yeah, little yeah. keyboard or drum yeah, machine and a hand and puppet. A hand puppet. Yeah, yeah. we went with like Sam and Jim. Yeah, yeah. Used, Sam I used Man to go Jim. with Jim a lot because like he'd be at gigs and stuff. Just didn't, get a bit he of do, man. didn't he used to do stuff on the tour? Though? Didn't he? Used to yeah, drive? he became he became a he was Pip and. Pip and Dan's first ever driver and sound engineer, and I shot a gun supported them on their first UK tour. Oh, really? So we went with them, and uh, he was our, he was our sound engineer and all. How did, and you pay, like, how did you do that financially? Oh, it was fucking horrible. I mean, I, I bunked off work for a long time, as did the rest of the band. I think Pip and Dan could give us fifty quid a, a gig, but plus uh, the cost of a hotel room. A host, yeah. And oh, you, what they pay and for you get, the food? They pay for, yeah, exactly. So. We was on like whatever money we scraped together from the gigs, and that the gig money just used to pay for as booze much, and yeah. booze and food. You I know, tell you what, like, as much as like all of it, Pip's not fucking great fun, mate. I like, loved it. He's quite good for like. Oh, mate, he's, he he's I've had a, I've had an illustrious career with that man. I love him, and it's um, it's it's uh, it's a uh, it's an interesting, been an interesting time. And I will also big up Dan. Yeah, man. Dan Lissac- fuck yeah. Dan Lassac was on the podcast. Yeah, he like, was on my podcast through the door as well. Yeah, right? and, uh, he's it's an amazing story, man. He's Dan, brilliant. I tell you, so was Pip actually on through the door. He was Dan Lassac coming on the podcast. Like he, like really opened up. He talked about some of the darkest fucking things. And mate, I, it's it's. And I, 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 I that feel like episode was great to be honest. Yeah, it was a really special episode. There've been some fan. really special episodes, like. Um, I don't know. Even Rosie's one this week was pretty amazing. The response yeah, I've had for Rosie King's podcast. I guess we need to wrap up, really. Yeah, we do. We do. We do. So, just to let everyone know, the plan is from now, like what me and Warren are going to do them together for yep. uh, for the foreseeable future, um, because uh, I don't like doing it on my own, and, <laughs> and I enjoy has it. Become a really good friend of mine, yeah, and I think it, it fits. Um, I'd like to thank everyone for listening. Yeah, uh, I've had some really lovely feedback this last year. Um, 
it has really been fucking special. It has really got me through. I've had a meltdown in this period, yeah. and I haven't had one for a couple of years, it's which amazing, is quite man. good. And um, everyone who's been really lovely. So I, I'd like to do a few shout outs. I'd like to do a shout out to Trump Man Simon, who is uh, a patron, um, but also I feel he's become quite a friend, and I really really like him. Uh, I would like to do a shout out to uh, Nikon Knights because he has really, really supported me, and he's really he always shouts out about the podcast, and he's actually he's become a bit of a friend as well. Nikon Knights, you rule. Uh, um, Ellie, 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 you've been behind this podcast ever since we started. And um, I think you are an absolute wonder, as is your sister. Um, Neil Pye, who is also a patron. Uh, Austin, you fucking raw as well, because you're a patron as well. Thank you so much. Uh, I also want to shout out to... It's really hard to remember all the people to thank because there's so many. So if I've missed anyone, I really massively apologise. But um, I just... Uh, one of the people, Jeff um, Skelhorn. Uh, yeah, you are an absolute diamond. Um, Johnny and the guys in Pet Needs. Um, and Rich in Pet Needs. Uh, they came on a podcast. They've just got a record deal. So... Johnny has been a massive supporter, and so has Rich. Um, massive respect to them. I'm so pleased you got a record deal. So, fucking, I love you guys, and thank you to Frank Turner, who is also, I've stayed in touch with a bit as well. I want to thank um, Remy Strauss. Remy, we, we chatted, like, the podcast has, like, created new friends. So I had an opportunity to chat with uh, Remy, Remy, you are a beautiful man, and I really, really have got all the time in the world for you. Um, John Horsley, uh, one of those friends who's always stuck by me. Uh, got a lot of love for you. I want to thank um, Kelly as well. Kelly, she checks in on me all the time to make sure I'm all right. You are a diamond. Ginger, Jason, you are diamonds. Anyone I haven't mentioned... But uh, I guess I need to thank Warren massively for ah, making right, it happen. <laughs> I need All to, good. but I also want to thank Brad for um, yeah, Brad. like making it making it happen right from the word go. Um, so massive thank you to Brad, uh, but mostly I need to thank my wife, my wife Sarah, for uh, giving me the time and space to do all this stuff. Let me like pursue my dreams and like looking after my kids while I talk bollocks in the uh, in the garage. So Sarah, I love you forever and ever and ever. And I think that might be it. Beautiful. I Lovely. think that might be it. Well, we look forward to a, a wicked season three. So that's it. Season two wrapped up and done. All right, man. All right. Soon, soon. This is
Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.